I don't like it when people cut out all the Bible and say, well, that verse right there doesn't apply to you. Yes, it does. It, it all applies to us now. It doesn't mean that everything, everything in the Bible is always talking about one specific person, but it's historical fact. Is that right? And it's good for all scriptures given by inspiration of God is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for cor correction and instruction in righteousness that the man of God may be uh, perfect, truly furnished unto all good works. Every word of this Bible, every promise in the Bible is something to behold. How many believe that when God promises something, he can't lie about it? Is that right? That is right. He cannot lie. It is impossible. And, and we, we heard that in Sunday school too. Titus now, chapter number one, look at verse number two. In, in hope of eternal life, that right there sounds wonderful to me, eternal life, which God that cannot lie promised before the world began. Could we stop right there and realize that God made a promise before he ever created the world? Because, you know, by the time Adam and Eve were created, there had already been a planet. Remember that? Uh, in the beginning, God created, and the, He said, "Let there be light." I mean, before before light was ever created, as we know it, He had already promised that I'm going to give to my creatures eternal life. Now, He didn't say that to an animal. He didn't say that to horses and pigs and cows and donkeys. Uh, he said that 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 was concerning Adam and Eve, that the offspring of Adam and Eve. He planned that and he promised before the world began that he would give eternal life to as many as believe on his son. So this was all planned out. But he can't lie about that. In hope of eternal life, which God that cannot lie promised before the world began. What a blessing. Now let's look at another thing that we, we see here concerning God's promises. I'm counting on him. I hope you are. By the way, what's going to get you through this political nonsense that's going in our... Uh, what's going to get you through every trial in your life, whatever it is, you're going to have to grab a promise. Amen? I mean, really, you're going to have to have something that you're hanging on. Because it, man doth not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. I mean, spirit. These, these words are spirit and truth. And Jesus Christ said, the words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. Uh, search the scriptures, for in them you think you have life, and they are they which testify of me. So really, you need a promise from God that will guide you through the murky times that we're living in. You know what? I don't get all my promises from the radio, right? I don't, I don't go to the horoscope and look up the horoscope. By the way, if you do that, shame on you. By the way, if you cover up all the months, they all say the same thing. Everything applies to the, to the dimwit that reads that stuff. Come on, I'm just being truthful. You don't need to read the horoscope. That's not where you get it. Uh, 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 uh. Get out of there. No, no. no. We, we got something better than a, well, <laughs> this star came over here and lined up with that planet, and that means you're going to have a baby. <laughs> That's just poppycock. That's what they call that. Amen. Don't get your spiritual life from a newspaper. Get it from the Bible. Get, get a promise and hang on to it. All right, 2 Peter. Let's go there. 
I don't, I, I don't get my joy uh, from, from the world. I'm not, I don't care. By the way, I don't care what any of the politicians say either. You know why? Because every time they're running their mouth, most of them are lying. It's kind of like the same way with lawyers sometimes, right? Aren't you glad I said sometimes? But uh, you know, we just got, you can't, get, you can't get your spiritual life from people that have been breaking their promises. Has God ever broken a promise? I don't know one promise he's ever broken. I know some are not yet kept because it's not time. Is that right? That just means that all the rest of them that have been kept, you can go back and you can say, okay, uh, there, there's going to be a robe and uh, it's going to be woven and they're going to gamble over my vesture. What happens? They gambled over his vesture. Uh, there's going to be a time when he promised that they would pierce my hands and my feet. And what do you see? In the days that Jesus was crucified, there he goes. And, uh, you know, and it was prophesied that, that uh, there would be 30 pieces of silver. Uh, uh, Judas would, would have 30 pieces of silver. And what do you see? You look in there and you say, well, there it is right there. Well, there's all kinds of prophecies and promises in the Bible. And I could go on all night. What about Tyre and Sidon? Remember the prophecy of Tyre and Sidon, the seacoast towns? And boy, the Bible promised that, that there would be a day that that would be completely wiped out. The king of Tyre used to be almost a godlike individual in his mind, thinking he was great. And God said, you're going to be brought down to the pit. You're going you're to be completely abased. And uh, what happened? Sure enough, you don't, Tyre is no longer a seacoast town that has anything to do with, with prosperity. Uh, there, there's, there's things all over the Bible that God promised would happen. Even, even there's a dam in Egypt. I, I think it's called the Aswan Dam or something. Even that was in the Bible where a, a dam would be um, uh, dried up. Or, there's all kinds of things in the Bible that you can build your faith on. And God makes a promise. He keeps it. He keeps it. Even negative promises. He says, if you do this, I promise I'll do this to you. And we don't believe those promises. We think the promises are, well, he'll always be nice and fluffy to me. No, he won't. Sometimes he'll give you the biggest spanking you ever had in your life. You say, nobody's going to spank me when I'm 75 years old. Nobody's going to spank me. I'm 38. Hey, yeah, you get alone with God and he'll whoop you. He will whoop you. You see, have you ever heard that before? Kids, close your ears. He's going to tan your hide. Take you to the chopping block. Take you out to the woodshed and beat you in the rear end. I've had that happen to me. Anybody know what a woodshed is? I grew up and I, I was four years old. And I had to live with my, my uh, great-grandmother. They had roosters in the back, and they were crowing in the morning, and it was, oh, beautiful. They had, they had uh, a kindling uh, shed there, and you could chop wood and make kindling for the wood stove burning, uh, wood burning stove in the kitchen. She knew how to temperature gauge that and everything, cook tea, and my great-grandmother had a wood burning stove. And I used to love to go into her kitchen. One time I got in trouble, bad trouble. I don't even remember what I did. My dad took me out to the woodshed, and I got it. And then I never looked at that kindling quite the same after that. Because the cedar kindling will sting, 
You think the promises of God, well, you're never going to get in trouble? Sorry. He keeps his promises. Now, let's talk about the positive part. Amen? So, believe me, God has never changed. He, he treats us like a father ought to. All right, 2 Peter verse number, or chapter number 1, 2 Peter 1, look at verse 4. Now, here's this wonderful thought tonight that I think is going to be so good for us to know. Whereby are given unto us, all Christians, prom promises. Is that what it says? Or are there some, what would I say, adjectives? No. What are those? What part of speech is exceeding, great, precious? What are those? Some, somebody in English, tell me. Ad, adject, adverbs? No, no. Adjectives. Hey, I got that right. I've been listening to my wife teach the girls and, and the kids English. I got it. I got it. I need an A. I'm going to go back and talk to my teacher. I didn't pay close attention and I'm not bragging about that. I'm learning. Amen. All, didn't I get that right? You heard me say it. It's on, it's on record. I call it an adjective. All right, look at this. Whereby are given unto us not just promises. It says precious promises, does it? So these promises that God gives us are precious. But not only that, they're great and precious. It builds up. And it says not only are they precious and great and precious, but it says they're exceeding great. And precious. Do you know when God makes you a promise? It's not just saying, yeah, I'll be there. No, these are bigger promises than just what you would promise a guy. How many of you ever promised to be someplace and you were late? How many don't like that question at all? How many of you said you promised somebody something and you just, you forgot? It came up with an excuse. And we all have done that, haven't we? Yeah, I promised this and I promised that. Don't, don't look at me like you're guilty. I'm guilty too. Let's just, let's just all lament together. How many of you ever broken a promise? We all have. We've all told somebody, but God has never broken one single promise. Not the first one. But these aren't promises like you and I make. These are better. These are big. These are huge. These are so spectacular that when God utters them, he said, I can't believe that. Oh, believe it. These things are something that God promises. And God, who cannot lie, promised us eternal life before the world was ever created. Before the first ray of light ever struck out and came from the mind and heart of God. Before he ever created the ocean and the sea and the moon and the stars and the planets and, and land animals and, and birds and fish and all before any of that was created, he already promised eternal life. I'm counting on that. Amen? Yeah, I got something to count on. I got something to lay my heart on. I have something to cast my faith upon. I have something to anchor down my whole soul in. I have something to... I'm not a betting man. I don't go around betting people anything. I don't, I don't trust in uncertain riches. I've never played the lotto. Don't plan on it. Never going to do it. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna trust in uncertain riches. I'm. I'm not a gambler, but if I did, my life was all blue chips, and I was sitting, 
Of course, I know what it's like because before I got saved, I, 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 I tried. But anyway, uh, since I got saved, I've never done that. But if I could represent my whole life with a stack of blue chips, you know what I'd do? I'd put all of them, all of them on what God said. And I'd sit back without anything in front of me and say, I'm, I'm putting it all in Jesus. And I believe him because he's never been wrong. He's never broken a promise. And I can trust that the promises he did keep only make me happy about the ones that haven't been kept yet. You see that? If you had somebody that had a perfect track record, wouldn't you like to hang around them? Well, you better believe that. You better believe it. So we have this wonderful God in heaven that has given us exceeding, look at it now, uh, whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises that by these you might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. Now we have so much that God promised to us, we can't go over all of it tonight. There are hundreds of promises in the Bible. In fact, everything that God ever mentioned out of his mouth is actually uh, a promise. If, if he said he would do something, you can count on that. Now, there are many things in this world that are precious to us. Uh, how many have ever been to the Smithsonian? Uh, is that the museum? The, I, I forgot what the whole title of it is. The Smithsonian Institute where they have all the diamonds and the rubies and the chunks of gold. And I saw the Hope Diamond. That thing is huge. And that's the biggest one of the biggest diamonds. I'm sure they have maybe a bigger one now, but it's behind this big glass case, and they've got all kinds of gems. And they get walked through a whole floor in the, in the uh, Smithsonian, and you can go and just be marveled at over and over again of all the rubies and the gems and the necklaces and the crowns. and It's just spectacular. You say, man, alive. That, that is so precious to people that they've got to keep that right there. And there's a library in Washington, D.C. You can go down and look at the official documents that are very precious in our nation. Now, we went down there, but we didn't get to stay long enough to, to actually go. But you can sign up. And if you sign up and pay a little fee, you get a card. And you can go in there anytime you want while it's open. And you can check out. And you can walk up and watch. And, and I, think, I, I think the Declaration of Independence is there. I never got to see it. It was very precious. I don't know. People put a lot of value on some crazy stuff, don't they? I think I heard that there was an old stinky pair of tennis shoes that Michael Jordan wore. You know, I guess as old as he is and washed up, he can't play basketball anymore. All his bones are grinding together. But his tennis shoes, I don't know if they cleaned them or not, but my goodness... You, I would not pay $200,000 for a stupid pair of tennis shoes. You couldn't get me to, you couldn't get me to pay $2 for his. They don't fit. But, um, I mean, that guy had some big dogs, man. I mean, big feet. But isn't it amazing what people say is precious? We, my wife and I, we took a little vacation to Victoria, British Columbia. Went up to the Parliament. They had a big line. And so we were up there, and we are going to look at the Mona Lisa. I mean, the line was way out around the bend, and we were so excited. And I was looking around. I said, 
I was joking with somebody that was there in line. I said, wouldn't it be crazy if this thing wasn't the real Mona Lisa? It wasn't the real Mona Lisa. It would never make its way to Victoria, B.C. It's someplace in some vault somewhere. And my wife started laughing. And I looked like, what is so funny? And she said, don't you know this is a replica? Even I'm standing in line to watch a fake and look at a fake picture of a woman that's ugly anyway, and she can't smile. She's got a smirk on her face. And this is the Mona Lisa. I could, I could, I could get the song, you know, by, by uh, what's his name, you know? Yeah, I could. <laughs> Mona Lisa. I, it's not precious to me anymore. I don't care about that picture. I thought for a minute we'd get to see the real thing. I don't know. I'm sorry. That auctions for things that people, you know what? You know what? Some of these crazy people, they a clothing that a movie star wore. I mean, really, you know what that proves? That proves that really wealthy people are really dumb. That they would spend hundreds and thousands of dollars on an article of clothing that some movie star wore. I don't care about that. That, to me, is not precious. There's a lot of precious things in the world that people have put uh, value on. But they don't realize how precious and, and exceedingly, abundantly precious that these promises are that God made to us. I thank God for the promises. I'm standing on some. I hope you are, too. Let's look at Mark uh, chapter number 14. In, in the Bible, we have... So many wonderful promises that, that, that God gave to us. Mark chapter 14. Now, just, just to look at a couple of them, a couple of things that are very precious to us. You know, when Jesus was anointed by Mary, uh, she, she, uh, she took ointment that was very precious to her. And what she did was she broke the box, and it filled the whole house where she was with the odor of the perfume. And uh, Judas said, why did she do that? She could have sold that and given the money to the poor. And Jesus said, no, 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 wait a minute. Uh, wherever the gospels preach, this, this, what she did to me is going to be mentioned. And that precious ointment is something that she gave to Jesus. She anointed his head and then his feet and Jesus knew exactly what it was. It was the most expensive thing she had. She was a poor woman. Look at verse number uh, 3, or excuse me, 14, verse 1 through 3. After two days was the feast of the Passover and of unleavened bread, and the chief priests and the scribes sought how they might take him by craft and put him to death. But they said, not on the feast day, lest there be an uproar of, of, of the people, and being in Bethany, in the house of Simon the leper, as he sat at meat, there came a woman having an alabaster box of ointment of spikenard, very precious. And she broke the box and poured it on his head. And there were some that had indignation within themselves and said, why was this waste of the ointment made? You'll find that in John chapter 12. For it might have been sold for more than 300 pence, very, very expensive, and have been given to the poor. 
And they murmured against her. Watch this now. It says, and Jesus said, let her alone. Why trouble ye her? She hath wrought a good work on me. For ye have the poor with you always. And whensoever ye will, uh, ye, ye will, ye will, ye may do them good. But me, ye have not always. She hath done what she could. This is come aforehand to anoint my body to the burying. Verily I say unto you, wherever soever this gospel shall be preached throughout the whole world, this also that she hath done shall be spoken of for a memorial of her. He didn't say that about anything else. Wherever the gospels preached, this story also shall be an amendment or an addendum to it. You're going to add this story to the gospel wherever it's preached. This will be told too. He didn't say that about anything else. You know what he did? He promised. He promised that what she did would always be mentioned wherever the gospel was. What an honor. What an honor. You know what? I'll tell you what. what you take your precious box of ointment, which would be your life, and you break it. You break it and you give Jesus all the glory you can. You give him your whole life. You let the whole room fill up with the fact that you have given Jesus your life. And I promise you, he's going to reward you for that. He's going to honor you. He said, if any man serve me, him will my father honor. I'm counting on that. Have you served Jesus? He's going to honor you for that. I'm not looking for honor but it's promised to me. I'm not looking for fame and wealth and glory and all the power the world could have and I don't care about Michael Jordan's tennis shoes and I don't have to drive a Porsche anymore. That was fun. Man, I loved it. It was good. It was so fun. Oh, my goodness. I didn't get to take everybody for a ride in it, but if you didn't get to go, that's probably the time I would have got a ticket. So anyway, just, just trust. The next time I win a Porsche, I'll take you. Hey, that, I'm not after all that stuff. I don't care if I ever own a Lamborghini. You, you know how much it is to change the spark plugs and get a tune-up in a Ferrari? I know somebody that owns one. He told me it's over $25,000 to get the whole thing tuned up, spark plugs, everything working right, take it to the shop just to get the thing tuned up. I don't need a Ferrari. I want one, but I don't need one. Amen? I'm not looking for all that. I'm just looking for one thing. I take my alabaster box and I break it for the Lord. The Bible says, if you fall on me, you shall be broken. But if I fall on you, I will ground you to powder. I don't want Jesus to fall on me. I don't want him to get upset with me. I don't want him to judge me in a harsh manner. I don't want all the promises of the negative part of his word to, to be a judgment on me and a punishment. I want to I wanna, uh, have the other. I, wanna, I want my alabaster box to, to give him glory. And let, him, let well, the Bible says, Whoso, whosoever serves me, him will my father honor. And I'll tell you what I'm looking forward to the day. How many have a short memory like me? I got a short. I can't remember much about last week. I can't remember last month. What in the world did I do last month? How many say the days just keep rolling on together? Amen. 
How many feel like a hamster in a wheel? You know, you're going, you're going, boy. You don't know where you're going, but man, you're going fast. It's just, uh, you know, life is like a hamster in a wheel. I don't know. I, I, I'm so glad God keeps, <laughs> keeps records. Because so without that, okay, what'd you do for me? God, I, I, I can't remember. He said, okay, next. Aren't you glad he's got records? He's got records of every idle word that we speak. He's got record of every penny that we give. He's got record of every conversation. He's got record of every thought, every deed, every tear he puts in a bottle. I'm counting on his promises. Boy, oh boy. Isn't it great to serve a God that loves you so much that he's, everything that you've done for him one day is going to be repeated back and you're going to find out the mistakes you made. You're going to find out the things you did that was right on target. How many have ever played darts? How many like hitting that little red spot if you ever have? Huh? Have you ever hit the red spot? Does it make you feel good? Man, I like that. I like playing baseball with darts because you don't have to hit the center all the time. But isn't the center a grand slam, I think? I can't remember. Oh, who cares? But anyway, hey, don't you like to hit the red, the bullseye? And it's just it's great. Whenever you do something for Jesus, it's like throwing a dart and hitting the bullseye. Whenever you look in the Bible and say, I did that, I did that. God knows I did that. I'm counting on his promises. I'm counting on the promise that if I take my life as a alabaster, we say it's very important that you realize how valuable you are. Remember that lady Mary, she took that alabaster box. It was very, very expensive perfume. You know what your life is like? It's, it's like a box of alabaster ointment. Uh, alabaster is white. It was like maybe, maybe a very expensive box. But she broke it. And the whole room filled up with the odor of the perfume. She took that and anointed his head, the hairs of his head, and his feet. And he said, don't criticize her. You, you don't have me very long. Wherever I am, and where, wherever this story about me, the gospel, this is going to be told. I heard a story, an illustration in the Sword of the Lord once. A fisherman pulled up a net, and he found a very beautiful crystal a piece of crystal, it was just all cut, and it was just beautiful. It was just clear, as clear could be. And he played with it, and one of the shipmates said, don't be throwing that up in the air. You're going to lose that. And, and he said, oh, I, I can do this. I, he just loved to throw it up and let the sun cast its light in the prism of this crystal, and the sun would sparkle, and it was just really beautiful, and he'd like to throw it up, and look at the sun, and as he, as he gambled with his life, which you could say what he was doing, he, that's what, what people do. They gamble with, their, with, with the most precious thing that they have, their life. They throw it up. Oh, look at that. That was fun. Oh, this is great. Oh, that's great. Well, one, one time he threw it up, and it, the boat hit a wave, and he reached out for it, and it fell in the water, and he couldn't see it anymore, and it was gone. People gamble with their lives. They gamble with their soul. That little 
beautiful crystal was like your soul. And the illustration was don't gamble with your soul and don't play around with God because one day your soul will be required and what you did for Jesus is so important. Listen, aren't you glad for the promise that God said, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved? That very precious thing that you have is saved now, and that's a promise from God. Oh, there's so many promises. The Bible says that we will uh, have precious times. The trials that we go through. How many have ever been through a trial? The Bible calls them precious, just like that alabaster box. The Bible says that Jesus' blood is precious, and yet that blood has been covered your sins and covered your soul, and you've been washed in the blood of the Lamb. It's very precious. These are promises that God made. Our faith is very precious. We have, we have a faith that the Bible says very, very precious. And lastly, I want you to know something that we have a God that he thinks we're pretty special. You realize that we're so precious that he came and died for us? How many have ever heard that before? You've been in a Baptist church almost all your life. You've probably heard that before, right? How precious are you that he left heaven to come and die for you? Must have been very precious. Let's look at 2 Peter chapter 3. The promises of God are not to be made fun of. And God's not slack concerning his promises. He doesn't make a promise and then forget. He's very, very faithful. In 2 Peter and uh, chapter number 3, let's look at this now. Let's look at verse number 9. And we'll finish with this. I want you to know some God made a promise to you upon promise, upon promise, upon promise. He keeps his promises. The Lord is not slack concerning his promise. As some men count slackness, but as long-suffering to usward, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. We have a God that is so concerned about how precious we are and how expensive our souls are. He's, he's made promises to us that we couldn't make to ourselves. He's done things. By the way, you're only alive today because of the grace of God. You only have what you have today. You're living in America by the grace of God. You're not in a hospital right now because of the grace of God. You have the grace of God just expounding, expanding. Uh, it's just so wonderful to you. We have, we have a God that he has so many promises, we can't remember them all. You know, I want to challenge you tonight. Find a promise in the Bible that is applicable just to your life. I'll give you one. Uh, you know, in Psalm 1, Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way, or sitteth in the seat of the scornful. Uh, it, but, it, but his delight shall be in the law of the Lord, and in his law shall meditate day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water, that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaves shall not wither, and here it is, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. If you're walking with God, 
and you have a heart for God, like that, like Mary, who broke that box and said, I'm going to give everything I have that's expensive, I'm going to give it to him. I'm going to trust him with it. Whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. Do you know whatever you do? Is, there's a promise there that, that God will prosper you. Now, you can't take that to the extreme. I know that. I'm not, I'm not going to go down to Vegas and quote that verse. Right? Because I'm not walking in the council. I mean, I, I'm walking in the council of the God. I'm standing in the ways. I'm sitting in the skates carnival. I'm in a place where I shouldn't be. I'm not going to quote a verse. Oh, praise the Lord. I won. No, you dummy. You know, you didn't win anything. You just got more money to spend on losing again, right? Oh, what a trap that is. That man just gambled it, that gamble, and he lost that beautiful crystal. But she didn't lose anything. She gave it to the Lord. I'm, I'm counting on his promises. You know, I'm not much. And uh, some would say that's true. Some would say, yeah, you're, you're, you're a little less than you think. And I'm perfectly uh, at, all, uh, at ease with that statement too. I'm not much. But what I am, I am by the grace of God, like Paul said, right? And uh, I'm, I'm counting on him and all the promises he made to us. I want you to grab a hold of a promise and hold on to it, memorize it, and, and love God in that way. You trust his promises. God who cannot lie made exceeding great and precious promises to us. Let's bow our heads for prayer.